Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. Who, me? I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. What? Jordan Moore's boy detective. I like this I like this surprised approach we're taking to the show now, Jordan. What? You do? <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Uh, oh, no, Jordan, cool out, what? man. What? Huh? Cool out. Oh. Chill, dude. Oh. It's the same dumb show oh. we've been doing for 10 years. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now you're a cat. I am. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Great. Yeah, I'm back, back from, uh, back back from, from a, a big a trip. Massive tour. Yeah, you held it down in my absence. World Thank you for doing tour? that. Do you consider it a world tour? Well, it's certainly a world tour. You travel to a second country. That's what constitutes a world tour. Yeah. You had one country, America. Yeah. The only country that matters. Right. And then to a second, a lesser country. To be honest, I had no idea there were other countries. Yeah, there are. And uh, they want nothing more than to either become us Mm -hmm. or to obliterate us. Right. I had sort of pictured, I mean, I knew about Vancouver. Mm Mm-hmm. I went there once. Mm Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was sort of a shitty Seattle. Um, then beyond that, I just kind of pictured like a lunar landscape. Yeah, like but a with more void of nothingness. There was fire. Okay. <laughs> like in my imagination, there was sort of rocks and fire. Yeah. And like like a kind of like a hunched. You know, and I thought that for a long time too until I got a lovely atlas for my birthday. <laughs> really? Yes. And I just read this thing on the can. And <laughs> There are so many other, uh, I don't want to say wonderful. Right. Because that would, you know, put down the good old U.S. of A. Right. That's the last thing we want to do. Not want to do. Stand for the anthem. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, they, 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 they've got some nice qualities. Uh, a lot of them have uh, American chains. You can go to a Starbucks if you want really? to. Oh, yeah. Really? Can I say I know we're doing like a weird irony bit here? Yeah. But can I say a, a can I say a genuine thing about Starbucks? Yeah, please do. Uh I did something something the other day uh where I was walking by the Starbucks mm-hmm. and I I it's it's the popular coffee chain for folks who don't know. Did you know it's pumpkin spice season? <laughs> Is it really? It's pumpkin spice season at Starbucks. Uh-huh. And I was it occurred to me that this is a this is a phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, bigger than the McRib. Yeah. Bigger than the Shamrock Shake. Bigger than the Shamrock Shake. Bigger than the Pork Blizzard. And you know what? That's a DQ item. In terms of, in terms of late night comedy at this point, bigger than Horny Bill Clinton. You right? Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin spices everywhere. Jokes have eclipsed. uh, Bill Clinton loves to fuck in the late night landscape. Uh, but I'll say this as a man yeah. who writes for a lesser late night comedy show. It's a wonderful show at midnight uh, on Comedy Lesser Central. ratings wise, not quality wise. Yeah. Quality wise, it's top tier. Yeah. Uh, I like a horny Bill Clinton joke. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. He loves to fuck. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but I was realizing I've never had one of these pumpkin spice lattes. Mm-hmm. You know, the the world is... The the world's talking about it. Sure. Online, offline. Mm-hmm. In between. So I get one of these, one pumpkin spice latte, I say, mm-hmm. to the Starbucks man. Venti? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I say small. Right. But, uh, and I take a sip. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I got one of these last year thinking I had never had one, and it fucking sucked. And it sucks now. <laughs> this happens to me basically every year where I walk by and I'm like, I've never had one. How have I never had one of these? Th- I should get. I should join the conversation, get a pumpkin spice latte. This It's like five years running that I have had that dialogue in my head. Uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm in a weird memento thing where well, I just keep having two sips of this thing, realizing that it's gross, and then wishing it was gone. It's sort of uh, interesting, kind of ironic that mm-hmm. you have had that relationship with the pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. I literally, 73 meals straight, mm-hmm. pork blizzards. Pork, thinking you have never had one. No, the whole time. I just got to have another gotta get pork that, Yeah, I got to get that pork mixed in with that soft serve. Yum, yum. Um, I get, uh, well, that's where you're wrong, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You're you're speaking to your coastal elitist status. Oh, boy. Pork blizzards are actually uh, a sort of pork paste oh. with candy mixed in. So I usually oh, get Butterfinger So the pork bars. stands in for the ice cream. Right, It's exactly. liquid pork with candy mixins. I wouldn't call it liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a paste. Hmm, okay. Yeah, sort of. You said of, paste and I said liquid. I'm sorry. I yeah, I mean, it's a little thicker than a liquid. Yeah. But it's maybe it's a gel. It may technically be a gel. Sure, but that might we'd be, have to ask the folks at Gillette. Might be nice to have a. That's nice to have that sweet and that savory. It is a really nice combination. My favorite is my favorite is Butterfingers, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I like to get uh, the what are those called? Jelly bears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, jelly bears. Well, maybe this is my coastal elitism. <laughs> elitism. I know them as gummy bears. Yeah. No. In, in the heart of America, we yeah, call, you them call them jelly bears. jelly bears. You're from the Rust Belt, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, well, you know what I do like to get sometimes? Mm-hmm. Oyster crackers. <laughs> Just throw them in there, huh? Just get some oyster crackers in there. Get them in there. That's fun. Should we introduce our guest on the program I'd this week? To. Oh, well, what a joy to have this guy here on the program. I mean, folks, this is a genuine television star. Mm-hmm. This guy's a this guy's on a rocket ship to super success. And we're just we're just roasting in his afterburners mm-hmm. at this point. He's the star of the smash hit, both critically and with audiences, FXX series, You're the Worst. Which, here's a fun fact, Jordan, <laughs> is the best. You've also seen him on Drunk History and just around town, maybe at the Grove. Alan McLeod, how are you, sir? Hey, oh, well, I'm so, oh, my gosh, I'm so honored with that intro. Star is putting it very mildly. <laughs> I am You're the top. 10. top. <laughs> You're one of the top 10 I'm or topper. 12 people on that show. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, that's, uh, thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you guys. Wow. Can well, I, can I address? Yeah. Hmm. Can I, I just, do you guys want to jump in? I want to first. Say, I want to say one say thing something. real okay, quick before, before I jump, we jump in. Feet first. Feet first. If any part of that introduction sounded insincere because of my naturally insincere voice, combined with my insincere comic affect, uh, I just want to say I really do love "You're the Worst." Oh, it's a great one it's of a my great favorite show. shows. Yeah, uh, I do too. Just because I'm just being where the where I am in it. Just I could the first season I wasn't you know only in a few episodes I could just watch it and just truly enjoy it because I wasn't in all of it. But I'm glad know, I, I died so early in Game of Thrones on. for yeah. the same reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad I died in that third episode. Yeah. That's why I hate the ABC Nightly News mm-hmm. on it every night. I can't really appreciate it from an outsider's perspective. Sure. Uh, 
Alan, I want to talk about, I guess, as we're taping, this is last night's episode of You're the Worst. But I guess when people hear this, it'll be, you know, last week's episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, let me know if this is a delicate this topic. Last Sunday Funday? Last Sunday Funday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, and let me know if this is a sensitive topic oh, and if sure, I should sure. back off. Please, please. But you had to show the requisite amount of cable butt. Right? Oh yeah. Like a classic Sipowitz butt? It was it was uh what are we NYPD blue? Is that NYPD blue yeah. butt? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was Sipowitz butt. That was in the uh the contract that I had, the nudity writer I had to write. It says Sipowitz butt <laughs> and had an X by that. And uh uh it, the other type of butt is like the the sunscreen with the little girl with the dog. Oh, oh. <laughs> dog, dog, dog mishap butt. <laughs> dog mishap butt. And so this said Sibowitz butt. I'm like, all right, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I had to f- had to fully uh, do that. The thing with with my with my character is he's got uh, you know a bow- uh, he's got uh, bowel issues, <laughs> and uh, so it's just a running thing. If there's a toilet around, then I'm going to be sitting on it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and they they were just like, hey, do you mind? Showed showed off the goods. Did you? uh, How did they broach the issue to you? Uh, Well, Stephen will just come over. He had actually. So there's. I mean, I don't want to give too much of a spoiler, but I do. There's another episode in the future. uh, Just, I'm sure that's going to bring in a lot more new viewers of my ass in a future episode. (laughs) Uh, So that we were we were shooting on another day. So I had already cleared it for this other episode so they were just like I'm sure he doesn't mind doing it here because we shoot it all out of order so I'd already shot the one thing before the other thing and so I was like oh just go ahead and you know have your ass out here too how about that and I'm all for you know uh, anything I can add you know sure so that was that was Stephen was just like hey do you mind I was like, well, how much? You know, what are we? What are we looking at here? The the problem the 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 specific issue with this was I was um, I'm a very pasty man, and uh, I get uh, I re- get regularly checked for moles whether I need to get have them removed, and so my dermatologist had just right before that told me, uh, there's one on your butt here that we might want to just take a look at. You know, send off to be biopsied, and I was like. Um, can we hold off till Monday because Friday I'm supposed to shoot a thing where I show my butt on TV. Is that fine? Is that okay? And then, so I had to hold off on How's a, that doc? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he's heard that. So he didn't even, he was like, yeah, that's fine. Come back. These Monday. Hollywood doctors, right. and they, they got to deal with a lot of stars. Yeah. Giving them B12 shots. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's become a regular thing now that I have uh, someone uh, make up my my butt a little bit just oh, to kind of cover. They make up the butt. Yeah, they'll put a little powder on just to because I'm Keep like, hey, down. I don't know where exactly the camera is going to be, but I I think I might have a scabby here or mm. maybe just a little red guy here. If you don't mind, I just mm-hmm. would rather. Sure. If this is going to be screenshotted, you know, I mean, can you just put on MrSkin.com? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all, I've am i got my own page on Mr. Skin now. Oh, help me. <laughs> so, so when you are showing the butt on cable, is, is something covering the junk? Do you have some sort of – or is that – is it just mm-hmm. – you know, obviously you would edit out the junk, but right. for the shoot, is something covering the junk? Something's covering there. Either is a, like, a, 
uh, well, there's either a little baggie, which uh-huh. I've used, which is just a little, and that's the saddest one. That's the, that's the <clears throat> B, my B choice. If I have an option, mm-hmm. um, I would go for the other choice, which is just a, a, basically a G string kind of a thing that's mm-hmm. skin colored, you know? Um, but the other option is, which I think I was wearing the G string last night's episode, if we're taking notes here, but, uh, the, someone is, someone, someone is. is, someone is, but, uh, the, the, the other thing is just a, like a, a bag, uh, uh, that's a little cloth pouch, the pouch that, mm-hmm. uh, they call a cock sock and it's got a drawstring and you just put it. You just put it right over the. It's like a thing. shoe bag, like a bag yeah. that you would keep your shoe in uh-huh. if you were putting it in your luggage. Right, right. Uh, yeah, just but an an average size shoe, one shoe. Right. <laughs> sure. I see. I kind of resent this. Mm. I, I I probably we've been doing this show a long time. I probably mentioned it, but mm. I have upwards of two professional acting credits. Mm-hmm. One of which was, when I was still living in San Francisco, I did a television commercial for a local arts college. And when they called to tell me that I got the job, uh, the woman said, and and they mentioned the special circumstances, right? And I said, no, they didn't. She said, oh, you're going to have to be nude. Is that okay? And I said- For a commercial? Yeah, for a commercial. And I said, uh, okay, you know. And I assumed that they would provide me with – I had fantasies of G-strings and dick bags and the whole nine yards. Sure. I mean I think we've all fantasized about a dick bag from time <laughs> to time. They just said, OK, t- time to go. Like we shot this version – a version of the the commercial where I wore uh, like boxer shorts – and then a version where I was holding like a moving box. The, the, was, the tag of the commercial was that I had been fired from my job, but it was okay because I was going to go become creative. Mm-hmm. And I just where I'm holding a moving box in front of my dong with my like desk effects in it. <laughs> and then one where they like pixelated, showed and pixelated my junk that was only on the internet. And that and that and that was the one where you had nothing covering it, and they just had the camera rolling. So on you? neither of the other two did I have anything covering it. I just they they like removed a couple of people from the set that were like totally unnecessary. You know, like All right, the craft get services in the hall, person was pervos. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of pervos working there. But like they just were like, yeah, okay, uh, like look at their watch. Okay, yeah. time to take your dick out, sir. <laughs> It was it's, really intense. And, the, my, like, the only comfort was that no one, you know, it was pixelated enough that while certainly my nude body mm-hmm. was a punchline, uh, but I had signed up for that. I was getting mm-hmm. my $400 check or whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I knew that it wouldn't go on TV, you know. Uh, they'd be in, I'd be in my boxer shorts on TV. Uh, and then I was working... Uh, the bar at San Francisco Sketch Fest, like a year year or two later, and somebody said, you know, I think I, I know your face from somewhere. And I said, oh, you know, we just performed at Sketch Fest. And he said, no, it's not that. And I said, oh, I've been in this local television commercial that's been running a lot for expressions. And he said, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, I interned at that ad company. 
I've been looking at your dick all summer. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, well, thanks a million. Might be nice to get a hold of, see if you get a hold of the uh, post guy who's going to pixelate it. Yeah. Just uh, slip, him, slip him a fiver so hey, add, can you add a couple extra pixels? He works cheap. Yeah. <laughs> five bucks. Yeah. He can add a couple extra pixels for five bucks. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's What's not it to much, him? Let's What's be it to honest. Him? They, they barely had to pixelate my situation. <laughs> Well, you know, it's probably a good ten or eight to ten pixels there. Yeah, it's right? a little Mario hat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a Mario hat's worth of pixels. One Koopa Troopa. Yeah, it's it's definitely a bit of a. I, there was a commercial I was in where they just kind of sprung it on me. I was jumping on a bed and with excitement about Kevin Garnett joining a basketball team, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and they were just going to slow mo- play all these reactions to this happening in slow motion of all these people do- reacting to this. And I was jumping on a bed with excitement and uh, sports fan excited, and then and then the director's like, "How about you take off your clothes and do that?" And uh, it was just, you know, it's like one of my first commercial jobs, and it was just like, uh, okay, but I wasn't comfortable with it. But they just want to see chubby guy jumping on the bed, <laughs> undulating in slow motion. It was like the worst feeling. And then you know, they're like, okay. Okay, good. And that's a wrap on Alan. It's like you're just leaving with your, you know, <laughs> covering yourself. Wrap. You're just wearing one of those yeah. silver blankets. Yeah. Just All right, that's a wrap find. on Alan. Get out. You make us sick. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Did you at least when in the Are You the Worst thing, do you at least get a nice round of applause from the crew? It seems like that would be a more supportive environment. Like right when you take it out? I... I have to say, this was the, <laughs> yeah, round of applause. <laughs> uh, there's a scene where I'm not from last night's episode, but there's a scene where I'm standing in front of uh, of the, of the Kether Donahue, who's I'm her husband on the show, and I have to reveal myself <laughs> to her. And her first reaction was just laughing. <laughs> like, it was not <laughs> written that way. She just, like, burst out laughing when she saw it. I was like, Kether, this is terrible for me. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Please. I'm a grower. Don't you can- <laughs> do this. You know? She was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ellen. You're so, you're so big. You should at least <laughs> yeah. you should gasp. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, mercy. Please, oh, please. oh, my. It was... Uh, just terrible, but we made it through. We made it through, and you know, it's a real bonding experience when you have like eight crew guys there, and it's yeah. just everybody goes know. for a beer afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Clink, raise a glass to yeah. You really get close to these dog. people after a while. Yeah, once you put on that butt makeup, yeah, it's just all it's over. the same thing as with astronauts. Mm. You know, they put on the butt makeup, sure. and then they're very close. Yeah. Right. yeah. They're putting on the butt makeup and zero gravity, <laughs> and then they go out there for those moonwalks, those naked moonwalks. Sure, and yeah. it's just, you know. That's why they call it a moonwalk is because you take out your butt, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why you have to apply the makeup is because the butt will have to come out. Yeah. I don't need to explain space to everybody. Everybody a, knows this. We have science fans in the audience, I'm sure. You guys remember the space shuttle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. all of them. No, I'm just saying it to the audience. Oh, yeah. yeah I wasn't yeah. addressing you specifically. Of yes. course, you remember this space shuttle, Jordan. I'm a, I'm a space you, nut. You were in astronaut training for 18 months. Yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't finish. Clubfoot. Yeah. Well, and it's a popularity contest. <laughs> right. oh. And uh, if you got a clubfoot, you ain't winning no popularity <laughs> well, contest. Everybody yeah. hates, everyone everyone hates that's a club. That's the wrong club to be in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Can I, I tell you? That... Want to be part of any club that ha- would have a club foot as a member? I have Groucho this. Marks. Uh, 
I have a children's book mm-hmm. about a mouse that goes to space, mm-hmm. and it's written by a real-life astronaut. And, and he's a mouse? <laughs> yeah. It's written by this. I mean, there's two remarkable things he about came, this mouse. He came back from space super intelligent, <laughs> yeah. as mice tend to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love and respect America's spacemen. Um, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, obviously to become an astronaut, you have to have seven PhDs and be able to bench press 500 pounds and all this. You know, like, they're really remarkable human beings. Mm. But the book is so bad that I resent all astronauts. The space program as a whole. Yeah. Like, the, I am ready to cede space to the Chinese mm-hmm. on the basis of how incoherent the plot arc of this book about a space mouse is that was written by a real life astronaut. So mouse goes to space. So the mouse goes to is space. Is he in the space program with other mice or is he the like one mouse astronaut in a team of humans? He okay. He is a mouse. He his character apparently is a regular mouse. Mm-hmm. And it seems he goes to space training first. Does his space helmet have little ears? Or are the is there holes cut out for the ears or does it have a helmet area that the ears can go in? I think I'm the getting ears ahead of myself. are crushed under the helmet. Okay. But it's as though he is an experimental mouse with some other experimental mice. It isn't he is not presented as a full fledged member of the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's an un he's unlikely to be chosen. So the first arc is will he be cho- chosen? Probably not because he's too scrawny or something. Mm -hmm. Then you'll be surprised to learn that one of the astronauts thinks he has a lot of heart or something and he gets picked to go to space. So then he's in a mouse cage on the space shuttle. Again, he's not an astronaut at this point. He's just in a mouse cage. He's going to – they're going to – torture him until he dies and measure how long it takes in space versus on Earth or whatever it is that they do to mice. This is all text, right? Yeah. Someone's saying this. Exactly. It's a text-based adventure game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like Zork. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> so then they drop a very important key behind a console and no one can get it. And they think, oh, we should ask the, one of the mice. Then it's a good idea. He he previously had not seen. He seemed only to be a regular mouse, mm-hmm. but it, then they present as completely normal that he would be able to go do something on behalf of the astronauts and wear a spacesuit and be part of the team and talk to the astronauts. So that part. Of his powers is introduced a third of the way into the book. It seems, and yeah, it seems to me that, right, because space animals are there to die, basically. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe if you're a kid reading the book, you don't know that, but... We know that. Yeah. We know about Laika the space dog. It seems, yeah. The tragic space dog. Was there sort of a meta section right there where the you just see the writer going, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be a kid's book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, here's a little spacesuit, buddy. Yeah, it's, Go find it's, the key. In a world where people and animals can communicate, it seems yeah. cruel to send the animals into space. Yeah, in a cage. Yeah, certainly mm-hmm. in a right. mouse cage. It's like four mice in this little tiny, like a clear plastic. 
So no, then there's he, some union rules they're breaking right there. Then he helps them, and he becomes a space hero. Mm-hmm. Then there's like Just twelve by getting the key. Yeah. Then there's twelve more pages of book that I don't remember. What it's all denouement. So there's Just like the mouse like. Kind of settling into the private sector and yes. realizing that he's bored, and he'll occasionally look up at the stars and yeah, you know. like speaking at libraries, <laughs> sure, yeah, you know, whatever commencement speeches, finding other keys, <laughs> ending up. He'll have his wife drop a key behind a dresser so he can feel the thrill. Working when he at found a, the key in space. Working at a Subaru dealership in Taos, mm-hmm. he's trying to find himself. But like, really, this book has, and it's such a. It's such a garbage book mm-hmm. that I sincerely, like not as a joke, as I'm reading it, and it's also not like totally incoherent. It's just that it's like six books in a row of different types and styles. And so I can't like fully dismiss it. And it's competently illustrated because it's not illustrated by the astronaut. Mm. And it really makes me angry at all of those who risk their lives mm-hmm. to discover new frontiers. Yeah, well, I think that's reasonable. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, but, I mean, I think it's important that kids learn that glory is fleeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're in the happiest part of your life, it'll end soon. Right. And you'll have to kind of settle into drudgery. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the Sick Transit Gloria episode of Paw Patrol? <laughs> I, I haven't. I've heard it's great, though. Yeah, it's a really good I'm going to watch the Americans first, and then I'm yeah. going to catch up Rubble on Paw be- Patrol. Rubble becomes an alcoholic mm. and just kind of drops out of the group slowly, like they can't figure out how to connect with him. What is Paw Patrol? It's a show about uh, dog heroes. <laughs> Come on, Allie. Get your head in the game. Oh, wait. Oh, this is a not. This is a. Paw Patrol. (laughs) No, I think it's real. I think it's a real show. Real Real dog heroes. And Rubble is one of the Paw Patrol guys. Okay. Well, yeah. My only question was was it all dogs? I assumed it was just a. uh, No, there's a a boy. Patrol of people. There's a boy with a special jet ski. (laughs) The jet ski, of course. Are you worried that. That this this will encourage children to be lake dirt bags. <laughs> like, it'll glorify jet ski use to the point where kids will want to vacation at the lake. Yeah, it's a Paw Patrol is Paw Patrol's pretty bad. I you know what? I want to say something. I okay. I bagged a little bit on Octonauts mm-hmm. at one point on the show, maybe six months ago. Oh, Octonauts is pretty good. Yeah, Octonauts is pretty good. Yeah, I had only I seen I had only seen like half of one Octonauts, and it made me uncomfortable. Jordan revealed that they were using well-worn plot devices, mm. and mm. the characters weren't as dumb as I suspected. Um, yeah, Octonauts is pretty good. Paw Patrol, not as much. Octonauts is pretty good. I went to see Octonauts live. Oh, whoa! I know you guys. You went, you, could you guys? You, I mean, were did you, you have to wear to get... like an underwater suit to go down there? Now I should be clear, Alan. What? When I say I went to see Octonauts live, sure. I think you're thinking that I went to see them doing their work, the uh, explore, yeah, rescue, the protect their work. You went to the under this undersea to base. the Octo Lab. Yeah. No, I didn't go to the Octo Lab. It's fictional, Alan. <laughs> I, I don't know what's I couldn't get anymore. tickets, so I had to settle for Springsteen. <laughs> Got it. 
I was I went up to my local <laughs> Ticketmaster window and uh, said, one Octonauts are like, sorry, people have been lined up for days. Will you take a Springsteen? Oh, man. <laughs> like, Name guess. one good Springsteen song. Uh, I can't. There right? isn't one. Right. I sat through four hours. <laughs> Did he do any of the parodies of the streets of Philadelphia? <laughs> Those are a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, they are fun. The streets of Pizzadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Horny oh, Bill man. Clinton, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Old Bill loves to fuck. Now I re- it's Horny Hillary, though. I mean, uh, we all know, right? Is she horny? Oh, I guess I guess I guess Donald Trump did say in a recent speech that he thought she had been unfaithful. Mm, that's right. Which is I mean, I guess that's not necessarily the result of a horniness. It could just be like a an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. But we know she loves the uh, right, fellas. You know, yeah, she does. It's yeah, okay. She horny. Yeah. It's okay. She loves it. It's cool to be horny. Yeah. And it's hip to be square. Oh, I love being horny. You don't lose that. Yeah. Exactly. It's nice to see a woman her age. Who works as hard as she does. She is very hardworking. Very hardworking, who can still take the time to be super horny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get horny. To have the energy, get the zest. That, get that dude. She is very zestful. Yeah. You know, I was I was working on a BuzzFeed list the other day. Mm-hmm. I have another job working for BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. You get college um, credit for that, right? Yeah. Fi- well... They said I was going to get college credit, but uh-huh. apparently because I'm not enrolled in college, I oh. can't get it. Yeah, that's a, that's I actually bullshit. pay them $20 for every article that I write for them. That's a good deal. Oh Does that seem gosh. fair? I'm, they said for the exposure, it's worth it. That's a terrible deal. Just really? You've got to really look into that. Well, it was the five zestiest. You must have one of these people here to look into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the five zestiest celebs. Uh-huh. And I had Hillary Clinton at number two. Mm-hmm. Number one was celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. <laughs> oh. Very zesty. He's extremely zesty. Yeah. Mm. Who are number three, four, and five? Um, well, let's see. I had. Pow. Uh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Emeril Lagasse, mm-hmm. number three. <laughs> uh, so Y'all good. love my butter biscuits. You got it. Of course, number four was Martin Yan from Yan Can. <laughs> that was who Alan was doing an impression of. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, uh, number five was uh, Jeff hey, Smith, I'm the, Italian. the frugal gourmet. <laughs> yeah, uh, who I feel yeah. was maybe, Alan also did a yeah. perfect impression of. <laughs> I, we're syncing up. Yeah, you guys are maybe a convicted pederast. I think <laughs> Jeff Smith. <laughs> I hope not, but zesty, <laughs> very zesty. <laughs> Recipes of our immigrant ancestors. Yeah, mm. this. Yeah. These celebrity chefs and one presidential candidate <laughs> all had the perfect response to, are you zesty? <laughs> Their answer was yes. <laughs> it's a terrible name for a BuzzFeed list. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more than to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live. Oh, God. That's, mm. that's the dream. There was a Ninja Turtles live show, and I remember the commercials so well. They were all in cool rocker outfits. And they each, they were also in a band. And this, I don't know if this is canonical or if this was, you know, another dimension or something like that. I mean, which canon are we talking about? Are we talking about Marvel Comics Universe? No, Ninja Turtles Universe. They have their own universe? Yeah, they have their own universe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and in this universe, they're a band. They're also a rock band. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they have like a whole album's worth of songs, right? I think so. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was also an album. Um, yeah, but uh, but my I never got to go. 
My parents Bro- said it was too expensive, and Bro- I am still mad to this day. Our producer, Brian, nodded so emphatically in the window behind you, Jordan, yeah. when uh, I said that the Ninja Turtles had an album of songs. Like, it was as though I was talking about Hero by Mariah Carey, and he that had been the first slow dance that he ever slow danced mm-hmm. in ninth grade with his <laughs> wife, Lauren. <laughs> Like, that's how deeply the phrase Ninja Turtles album connected with Brian Fernandez, our producer. (laughs) Now, are they originals or are they just turtle parodies, i.e. Highway to Shell? (laughs) (laughs) The the streets of Shelladelphia. Sure, yeah. (laughs) That one actually weirdly is about AIDS in the Ninja Turtle community. Mm, So in some ways it's a parody because they introduce the idea of Ninja Turtles into the song. Mm -hmm. But it's still a very dark and painful yeah. tune. So it's not a funny parody. No. But it's just their vehicle for raising awareness about HIV and yeah. full-blown AIDS yeah, in the exactly. turtle community. They, I, I mean, it's just like, and a lot of people, you know, I think it's just there was a lot of there's a lot of miscommunication about how Ninja Turtles got AIDS. Some people thought they could get it from uh, turtle toilets. No, sharing a pizza. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> But you got it from sharing swords and nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they have those new safe pizza exchanges. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you have a dirty pizza, you just Certainly take it down. In Canada, they do. I mean, because they're going to do it either way. You, you, yeah. They're going to be on a skid row or they're going to be – they could go to a safe place. Hey, you know you know what uh, – uh, you know what uh, – Splinter's the good guy. Shredder. Mm-hmm. You know what Shredder says? Hmm. Man, I could use some of this Ninja Turtle harm reduction. <laughs> Oh, okay. yes. Because they keep hitting sure. me. Keep trying to hurt me. Yeah, hit me with their nunchucks. Yeah. yeah. Destroy my techno drone. Hit me with the staff. Yeah. He's, ta- he's, he's joking. It's a double entendre. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. about, uh, he's, he's talking about the harm reduction program of the pizza exchange. Right, right, right. Um, yes. But he's also talking about how the turtles keep attacking with, attack him, with their yeah. karate. Physically attacking. And he yeah. sees them going into the harm reduction, the pizza exchange. He's yeah, like, exactly. I'm the one that could use some harm use reduction. Harm me, reduction. Bebop. Rocksteady, Krang, mm-hmm. uh, not April O'Neil. They would never attack April O'Neil. Of course not. Or Casey Jones, you know, maybe at first they were a little threatened. Yeah, him, I but, think that relationship yeah. started out contentious. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uneasy alliance and then mm-hmm. lifelong friends. Yeah, and Splinter is, is a good friend of theirs. Mm-hmm. A, a nearly romantic friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, you know, if he's not, they're not, they're not related. If you're an old man... <laughs> Who turned into a rat? That's Nothing wrong with it. That's how sexuality works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, we ain't related. <laughs> Get sucking, Leonardo. We got that in common. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are a, so I mean, I, I, I think different, different origins for Splinter. In the movie, he was a rat who turned into a rat man, right? And in the cartoon, he was a man, yeah, who turned into a rat man. Got it. Mm. I don't know how it was in the comics. Um, don't tell me, internet. Or in the new movie, in the new new movies. Oh, I have new... not seen any of the Michael Bay produced oh. uh, um, movies. I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Do you know? Do they it. address Splinter's origin in that? Gosh, he was a little rat that okay. got changed into a big rat. But the f- the thing that I re- recall the most was that he learned karate in order to teach them. He learned karate by I think it was he found a karate book. In the uh, sewer, <laughs> <laughs> and became a master. Sure, <laughs> all you need is that one. I, mean, I think like, that encourages kids to read. Yeah. I mean, that's how Johnny Carson became a magician. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. She found a book in the she sewer. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little rat at he was the a time. Rat. Um, Did so, the new movie address? Because uh, I honestly don't remember what exactly was the secret of the ooze. They didn't get into the. Wait, wait. I guess they have to get into a little bit of the ooze. Yeah. But uh, I can't remember. I don't. I don't recall what that. I'm so sorry. It, it holds its is. secrets close to the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ooze does. But uh, you know, it, it. You adjust to the look of it of those guys running around in the movie. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was like uh, the. You know, the action's pretty good. He does. Uh, he does some pretty fun action. That Michael Bay. Sure. Check him out sometime. Yeah. It's. <laughs> uh, Michael Bay. Yes. I know a lot about him because I, uh, researching my famous character that sometimes goes over well and sometimes very poorly, <laughs> coked out Michael Bay. Yeah. Uh, I this ha- is you yelling with a face covered in flour. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But you do actual coke even though that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I do real coke to get in the mindset and then I add additional coke. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like your butt powder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The real coke gets you pumped up to throw flour <laughs> Exactly, on your own face. which would scare me normally. Yeah. But then I get the bravery from the cocaine. Yeah. Uh, now, I have not gone as far. When I say I've researched the man, I have not listened to an interview with him to hear what he sounds like. Right. Well, that would ruin it. That would ruin the impression. Yeah. Because it would let me know how accurate I was. Right. Fortunately, no one knows what he sounds like. That's true. He has never spoken into a microphone. Uh, he did his own book on tape. <laughs> right. Uh, he got his start directing the type of softcore Playboy movie that uh, Donald Trump has been criticized for appearing in. Really? Oh. Those are the first couple of Michael Bay appearances on IMDb are like, you know, Playboy, Video Centerfold, The Girls of the Big Ten. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But he did not direct the ones that Trump were in. Did he direct? I, I would have imagined that he would have directed a Paula Abdul video. That if, sounds right. If I was going to say this is what Michael Bay got to start doing, I would have said, like, possibly opposites attract featuring MC Scat Cat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think that maybe Don Bluth did that because <laughs> of the true. impeccable Land Before Time caliber animation. Oh, God. There's this song in one of the Land Before Time movies that uh, that my sons have been singing, and mm-hmm. they love Land Before Time, which is not very good. It's, the first one is fine. Have we done the quiz on this show? What do you think there are more of, Land Before Time movies or Air Bud movies? No. Mm. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. I know oh the answer. Gosh. Okay. Think, take some time to think about it. What are there more of, Land Before Time movies or Air Bud movies? Can I ask a question? You can ask as many questions as you like. Are there- This are, is a very the, fun game. Do the Air Buddies- Wait. Yes, the Air Those Buddies are... movies count. Okay, okay. What about uh, uh, other non-dog Air Bud movies? Because aren't there like- I am not counting MVP Most Valuable Primate. Okay. Uh, these may exist in the Air Bud universe. Right. But they are not Air Bud branded entertainments. Got it. Okay. Mm. And I, one other question. If folks are listening to this, can they play along at home? They can, yeah. I encourage it. Or you can buy the home game. So what should- <laughs> Available exclusively at Walmart. I just, wait. I- don't want to hear them. I don't want them to influence what I'm going to answer, though. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you're playing along at home, just shut your fucking your mouth. Just think in your head. Yeah, don't say I it don't out loud. Hear, I don't want to hear your answer because yeah. this is important to me. Yeah. Can I clarify one other thing? Mm-hmm. Don't project your thoughts. Mm. Oh, yeah. Thank you. If you have the power of telepathy. If you're a telepath or a... Or, or even just a, a strong big, projector. Yeah, powerful thinker. 
Um, like like Elon Musk. Donnie Deutsch. Yes, or Donnie Deutsch. Or Professor X. <laughs> or Professor X, sure. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a loud thinker. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Casey oh, Jones. Really? Are you guys ready to... <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready to guess? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, a lot, there's a lot riding on this. This is how the song goes. Hey, hey, today's the day. My dad is coming home today. Oh, man, that fucking sucks. That's a Land Before Time song? So fucking awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to say Land Before Time movies. You I'm going to say there's, there's like nine or ten Land Before Time movies and five or six Air Bud movies. Okay. Alan? I was going to say the opposite. I think say more there's more Air, Air Buds. Uh, Did you know that the Sigur Ros, one of the guys from Sigur Ros, <laughs> like to the Airbud movie, took his money from Sigur Ros, mm-hmm. the made-up language Icelandic dream pop band, mm-hmm. and plunged it into a talking dog movie? No. <laughs> yeah, Google Sigur Ros talking dog movie, and you'll read the most fascinating behind-the-scenes like business of entertainment article about how he took his money that he earned in the band and decided to invest it all in making a talking dog movie. And this interview, he's like totally frank about it. He's like, it was a, it's a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. We didn't care if it was good or bad. We just needed to get it finished. Any you can make if you keep the cost down, and I knew how to because I was an indie rock band. You can make money making talking dog movies. Wow! <laughs> Is it in Icelandic? No, it's in English. Huh? I can't remember who's in it, but you know Dean Kane. Mm, yeah, it might actually literally be a Dean, Dean Kane caliber celebrity. Yeah, it might actually literally be Dean Kane. So, uh, so we're on opposite sides of this fence here. Yeah. You're guessing yeah. Airbud. Mm-hmm. You're I, guessing Land Before Time. Brian, do you want to guess from the booth? Brian cheated, guys. Wow. There's the same number. <laughs> There's what? the same number. What's the number? 11. Wow. So I win. Yes. Yeah, we I both win. You win too. Well, and you know what? If you're listening at home, playing along, whether or not you got that home game, you still win. Still um, buy the home game, though. Please, I need this. It's undecided. now available at Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> expanded the distribution. Yeah. You can... You can get it at some newsstands at airports. Mm-hmm. Get it to your local Hudson News. Yeah, go to the Hudson News <laughs> and pick down up the Chili's Two and play it. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the pumpkin spice earlier. Yeah, though. I did want to add. Uh, Please, pumpkin ice cream mm-hmm. is now. Uh, you know they're putting out it in out full there force. At, at least at the. Our local Trader Joe's. Oh. I just wanted to Have you tried it? Put, oh, yeah. It's you li- great. Okay. It's great. It's, I was surprised how much I liked it. I guess I'm not I'm not uniformly against, you know, pumpkin-flavored or pumpkin-spice-flavored things. Just, this, this latte just was pumpkin. no good. This is just no. pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. No, there's no, there's no spy. They, they, that's where the, maybe they went right. I will try other pumpkin-related things, but I just need to remember the latte is not for me. If it... If, we have some faithful listeners out there that are still with us next year. Mm-hmm. If around, you know, September 20th, if someone could just send me a tweet or a Snapchat or whatever cockamamie social network we're using, you know, next mm-hmm. year, just say, hey, remember, Jordan, you've had the pumpkin spice latte and you don't like it. You know what I get at the Starbucks? Hmm. 
Alan, you don't know this. I can't have caffeine because it's a migraine trigger for me. Oh, no. So I don't drink – I don't really drink coffee and I don't – I'm not super into tea. Mm. There are – like I could get like a chamomile tea, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to give them $3 and get a chamomile no. tea. It just – No. Mm-mm. Who cares? But sometimes you're in a position where you had to get something from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Like I was at an airport the other sure. day and I had bought a, a, some kind of egg sandwich. It was awful. Uh, and – no positive reviews. I've been reading mm. The Trumpet of the Swan with my child lately, and yeah. that's wonderful. I just mm. don't want people to think I hate everything. Mm. Um, uh, and that's another little mouse astronaut uh, yeah. story? Yeah, it's okay. a story about a mouse okay. astronaut. His name is Swan. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn Swan. He's named after the legendary mm. wide receiver. And <laughs> they have one thing. You know they have a Frappuccino, right? Mm-hmm. It's like ice and whatever all mixed together. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have one of those that's just a shitty vanilla milkshake. Mm-hmm. Like a vanilla milkshake if you put ice in it instead of milk, I guess. Yeah. Ordering that at the Starbucks, they never believe that you want it. Mm-hmm. They double check like four different times about four different vanilla coffee drinks that you could be Are ordering. You, sure you don't want the other thing. It makes there is nothing in the world that makes me feel more like a nine year old at a bar <laughs> than ordering the like sure. icy vanilla milkshake. Yeah, it's, the, it's right. It is. It is too. It is a Shirley Temple. Yes. It is such a Shirley Temple. Just a shameful act. Mm-hmm. You have to convince them that that's what you want. Like, I don't want to have to defend it. I already ordered it. Do you have a, I mean, you have a kid. Can you just point to the kid and go like, he'll take a. Yeah. That's what I'm doing from here on out. I don't care what he thinks. Yeah. He can go fuck himself. He thinks he's getting a nice frappe. (laughs) Yeah. Switcheroo, buddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Grow up and get a job. Move on. Fuck you. They might have put you on a watch list or something for ordering that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. You think so? You think that's what the terrorists are ordering? Mm, that's uh, what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Little bird told you that. Or... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I keep my ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. Look, we. Uh, I want to, Jordan, if you don't mind, I want to pump Alan for information, but I know he's sure. not going to do it on microphone. So maybe mm, we can take, take a, a little break. break. Okay. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture? social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need need Minority Minority Corner! Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With a K. Because the C was taken. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And 
Alan McLeod. Just happy to be here. <laughs> it's a joy to have you here. Hey, Jordan, we're going to be in uh, Anaheim, California as part of the Now Hear This Festival. Yes. We've talked about this on the show already. Yeah, and I've and, and while, you have, while you've been gone, I've been teasing who our guests are going to be. This is very exciting. I think it's time to... Bring our listeners to climax. <laughs> We've been teasing, yeah, taunting, yeah, edging. They call it. Sure, yeah. Isn't that when you cut yourself during sex? <laughs> yes. We've been uh, doing that too. Yeah. I hope they're not in a public place. Yeah, they're lying in bed. Yeah, they should listen to this in private. Yeah. Um, I think now is the time to make the big reveal, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know them as our most hated rivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know them as. Two of the funniest podcasters in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know them as um, humanitarians, first sure. and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, who's Jimmy Carter? <laughs> Jimmy Carter, too. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Carter, too. Is they going to be there, too? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> 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 I assume that Jimmy Carter too spells his name T O. <laughs> he sure does. Like a fun movie sequel. Yeah, right. He wrote the Look Who's Talking movies. Jordan. Yes. Our guests on the Now Hear This Festival are going to be uh, the Doughboys. The uh, Doughboys. Mike Mitchell, Nick Weiger, uh, two of the funniest fellas. Uh, yeah. And now hear this fest dot com. If you want some tickets, we're going to be there on October thirtieth. Who knows? Will I? Will I renew? I. I started a rivalry with them. Mm-hmm. I bailed on it pretty quick because I like them so much. Sure. Great guys. I really was just doing it for the attention, mm-hmm. but I didn't really get any attention out of it. Um, who knows? I might try again at the thing. Maybe I'll start a fight. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Go to Anaheim. Yeah. Get in, get... Check out a bunch of popular podcasts like ours. Yeah. Others too. Yeah. Now hear this fest.com. Uh, I also I also want to mention uh, you know I run this uh, menswear blog mm-hmm. and shop uh, I run a menswear blog just you know put Ooh. this on and uh, we have a little shop a little vintage shop I just got back from London London England mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I I managed to I managed to do some flea market shopping while I was in London and we have a big influx of new stuff in the put this on shop which. Uh, is like uh, little vintage items, um, you know, things like uh, uh, men's jewelry, desk accessories, little decor items, uh, lots of like wonderful, magical, awesome things. Uh, they're all at putthisonshop.com. And as always, if you use uh, the code FULLCHORT, uh, we will give you free shipping. Uh, for for all Jordan Jesse Go listeners, and we just put, just added a ton of new stuff to the store that is so cool, and you don't have to be a dude or a fancy lad. Uh, go check it out. Go take a look. I think you'll like it. Mm. So I wanted to mention that as well uh, because it's a very generous offer on my part. I'm not going to lie to you. Can I say something about the Dean Kane IMDb page, Jordan? <laughs> I have been sitting here on tenter hooks. Thinking, when is Jordan going to say something about the Dean Kane IMDb page? So we, Brian, uh, being the great producer that he is, while we were talking, was kind of Googling and finding out, you know, kind of related information to everything we were talking about. Dean Kane, uh, I guess, has been in a number of dog movies. Brian, how many dog movies has Dean Kane been in? Do you? He thinks eight dog movies. <laughs> Some of them are in the same universe where he plays 
Uh, Superman. Superman. <laughs> yes, this is all in the <laughs> Lois and Clark universe. I think we've uh, got we've got uh, the dog that saved Christmas, mm-hmm. the dog that saved Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog also saved another uh, another uh, a holiday. I want to say Halloween. Dean Cain so dog movies. Good. If I if I okay. type that in, I think I'll get that. So there's a whole set. Mm-hmm. But here's something that is on his IMDb page. Just when you go to you know imdb.com slash Dean Cain uh, mm-hmm. under. So there's trivia, there's star signs, he's a Leo, uh, born uh, July 31st, uh, 1966, in Mount Clements, Michigan, and then there's quotes. Oh, and wow, the only fun. This is the only thing that is on the mobile site. Uh-huh. Quotes. Mix one part Denzel Washington and two parts Eva Mendez, and you have a nice hot cocktail. This is not attributed <laughs> to anyone. It doesn't say if this is from a movie, if he said it, if it was said about him. It's just the text. Mix one part Denzel Washington and two parts Eva Mendez, and you have a nice hot cocktail. What the fuck does that mean? Two parts. Yeah, right? Is that Because that is not a description of Dean Kane, the world's doughiest white. No, that sounds like a pretty accurate description of <laughs> Dean Kane. If you take one part, what is it? One two part? parts Denzel Washington, and oh, sorry, one part Denzel Washington, two parts Eva Mendes, and you have a right. nice hot cocktail. Well, mm. Jordan, I, I'm not here to brag. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a self-effacing man. You don't, you don't necessarily know that about me, Alan, because we just met recently. But no, I picked it up. The last thing I want to do is brag. Mm. I did interview Eva Mendes once. And she was about two-thirds of a real hot cocktail. <laughs> sure. All it needs is one extra part. Yeah. Uh, I, nice. Who said that? Is that something that Dean Cain said? Anyway. Can we get to the bottom of this? Maybe it's a this? famous movie line he did. Yeah. Or, um, or maybe he, you know, ground them up into a... Uh, liquid and made a cocktail out of them. Okay, so I've... he starred in both the dog that saved Christmas and a dog for Christmas. So I guess these are just things that Dean that Dean Cain has said to the press. The, the dog wh- who saved summer. <laughs> <laughs> the dog who saved fall. A horse for summer. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. <laughs> horse camp. Mm-hmm. A bell f- for Christmas. It's about a puppy. Mm-hmm. I think that's in the original dog thing. The Three Dogateers. That, by the way, is the one that's produced by the Sigurros guy. <laughs> that is real. I did not make that up. Small Town Santa. That one also features a dog very prominently. Um, Dogateers is the most creative title. So oh, far, the dog yeah. also saved Easter. <laughs> this is why we celebrated Easter, because that dog saved it. This is a hell of a dog. Yeah. And he saved the holidays. What do you think so he saved Christmas, Christmas vacation, and the holidays in three different <laughs> it's films. It's nice of them to do a like non-denominational one. So the dog <laughs> can also save Ramadan <laughs> and Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Wow. I would say 50% of the movies that Dean Cain is in feature a dog prominently on the video box. Mm. When you find your niche, you know, it's just dive gotta, right in. Got to dive in that niche. A Nanny for Christmas. And, of course, Circle of Pain from 2010. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> circle of Pain. <laughs> uh, he's never left that Circle of Pain. Still there. And that Circle of Pain is where you have to star in dog <laughs> movies. It's a kind of a hell. Aussie and, Ted's, but, Aussie and Ted's Great Adventure. That's about, it looks like a teddy bear and a dog. Mm-hmm. 
that have an adventure. He likes to be around dogs. Man loves dogs. I mean, who doesn't? Sure. Who doesn't love Dean Cain? He's a charmer. Dogs love Dean Cain. He <laughs> likes saving his holidays. Sure. Bailey's Billions. Who's... That's about a really rich dog. <laughs> that seems to be like his original dog movie from 2005. That he saw that and just like, I'm, I found it. You know, I've been, you know, kind of a mid-level star. It's mm-hmm. time to just do this. Do you think that he auditions for these dog movies or is he offer only on dog movies? I think he has to audition for every single one. <laughs> <laughs> dog boys <laughs> he's in that one <laughs> this is amazing it's a spicy cocktail <laughs> it's really excuse is. me a real hot cocktail as advertised quite the spicy cocktail hot cocktail i'm more sorry like, i said it was a spicy cocktail he said hot cocktail uh more like dean bone nice <laughs> nice because dogs love yeah, bones they don't like canes mm-hmm. no I like bones. Dogs love... Oh, man. Can you think of a dog chewed up your cane? Oh, my God. I'd never walk again. I'd be so annoyed. He was on Mythbusters. <laughs> How many movies can a man, dog movies can a man star in? Yeah, it's like that old urban legend that a man can only star in three Christmas-themed dog movies. Uh, busted! Can Myth I, busted! <laughs> can I bring up a mystery that presented itself as I was driving over here? Well, Jordan, I don't know if you heard the bad news, but Starly Kind's podcast mystery show got canceled. I think it's time for us to slide up in that market niche. Well, good. So here I'll present the mystery, and then next week maybe we'll solve it, or maybe not. Great. People will have to tune in to see. Yeah. Uh, so I was driving over here. It was in uh, deep Koreatown. Oh, yeah. I noticed a new medical marijuana store. Uh, this was called Journeys, and on the sign was a silhouette of a father and son holding hands. <laughs> uh, why, why did that happen? Why? What does that mean? And I know it's a medical mm. marijuana store that has the green cross all over the place. My first thought? Is that it's palliative care, mm-hmm. and the son is walking his father towards the light. Oh. Mm. That this is for... It's kind of a hospice. Yeah, exactly. Mm. This is for dying fathers mm-hmm. who have relatively young children. <laughs> Tragically dying fathers. Mm-hmm. Or it's for cool dads who want to introduce their boys <laughs> to the green... The green... Tractor. Tractor. <laughs> the old... The old yeah, I got to roll up a <laughs> spliff of the old green tractor. <laughs> so smoke it up. <laughs> yeah, that's good implement. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I was trying to. Oh, wait. Oh, here. Oh, John Deere. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of a tractor. Classic. Uh, yeah, are they encouraging. Fathers and sons to get high together? Are they encouraging fathers to get high while caring for their sons? That is a thing I'd I'd still like to do. Uh, that's one of my on my dad bucket list. Is maybe get high with my dad one time. That's uh, what I'm yeah. interested to know. My dad, my dad is clean and sober. Mm-hmm. You probably would not get high. Yeah. Um, it's not a huge goal, but you know, it'd be it's not a mandatory by any means. Where does your dad? It'd be kind of cool. I think he would do it. I think he would try it. He doesn't. He's 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 more or less. I, he's more or less sober too. 
but you think that you could <laughs> I've heard he smoked weed within the last few years push like him down the cliff that gets him I don't want him to get addicted to the weed or anything no, none of us well, want he's that. an older man it's I don't think anyone fine accused you of wanting him to get him addicted think to I'm the trying weed to get my dad addicted <laughs> to weed get crushed by that, that old green, green tractor, tractor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I always thought that'd be kind of fun to uh I don't know do you have a do you have a strategy for this? Is it like you know because your dad doesn't live for you? Is it back in Alabama, um, Alabama, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is he? You know, is it is it a situation where you like go home for a holiday, maybe a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or a Christmas, and then yeah, I think it'd be a holiday thing, and then I'd have to like find, that's the problem. I'd have to like find pumpkin spice weed, weed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. probably still. Illegal in Alabama, right? It is illegal, along I, with oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I, that's the other thing. I'm trying to get give my dad a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start with the green tractor. Yeah, uh, the old green blowjob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's doable. You know, I, I've I've broached the topic before. I've let him know. You know, I partake from time to time or whatever. So. And if you ever you know, wanted to, and uh, he is like, "Oh yeah, we, uh, your uncle Larry too." <laughs> oh, Uncle Larry's uh, in on, on it. the boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry to out my uncle Larry. That's <laughs> <laughs> a dirty drug addict. <laughs> but with a name like Uncle Larry, I mean, yeah, you know that guy likes a little of the old, you know, green nom, tractor. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I've never smoked weed before. I don't know. I'm confessing I don't know how it's done. I think you eat it like Pac-Man. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, yeah. Now I'm stoned, baby. Nom, 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 nom. And you, then you're talking to Wolfman Jack. <laughs> That's right, baby. Nom, nom, nom. Time to listen to fish or something. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's accurate. Uh, would you, would you, in all sincerity, Alan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. given the opportunity, mm-hmm. I don't know what your relationship's like with your father, and mm-hmm. I don't need you to necessarily to characterize it. It's a sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. No. Given the opportunity, if if there was a jay to be blazed mm-hmm. sitting on that Thanksgiving table, mm-hmm. would you say, "Hey, Dad, let's puff that." <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I forgot that I've tried this before. Now that we're talking, about it, <laughs> I do it every I, year. My cousin of mine gave me <laughs> every year. I try this. No, a cousin of mine. I think yeah. My a cousin of mine gave me uh, his like uh, vaporizer one time. I was in town, mm. and then I couldn't give it back to him. And I, we were driving to the airport, and I found it in my bag. And I was like, oh no, and. Uh, I gotta get rid of this thing, and I was like, "Oh no, Dad! Look at this! I got, I got this paper." <laughs> like, what is that? And then he just didn't want to talk about it. it made him uncomfortable. Sure. I had it in the car, and then I was like, "Hey, maybe it'd be cool if we did this." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, we're not gonna do that." And I trashed it, and I and that was one of the most paranoid things I've ever done at an airport was break apart the. Not even break it, but I, I screwed it into the little parts. Yeah. And then went to different garbage cans at the airport. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and it, that's nice and cautious. I got, I got. I was the most suspicious looking thing I could possibly do. I'm just going to different to garbage one garbage can. can and then to the other garbage can. <laughs> I uh, got caught in a situation not unlike that. I'm not a, a user of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I stay off the green tractor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I say with the old white ox, if you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, cocaine, baby. <laughs> I was... Uh, raising a flock of heroin geese. <laughs> I was driving, let's say, a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, an older comedian, man in his, I'm going to say at the time, maybe mid-50s, uh, to the airport. Rodney Dangerfield? To the airport <laughs> on behalf of a comedy event for which I was working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kept calling me to say where I should pick him up in San Francisco where I was, but he wouldn't tell me the address and I could not understand why he wouldn't tell me the address. And finally, I'm like trying, this is before GPS. Finally, he just breaks down and tells me the address and I look it up in my map book and I drive there and he's standing outside. And he's standing outside with Robin Williams. And he says, hi, this is my friend Robin. Um, Sorry, we couldn't tell you the address just because we didn't want to, you know, whatever. It's him and his, it's uh, Robin, shake hands with Robin Williams. Robin Williams is fine, you know. Uh, And the comedian gets in my car with his wife. And uh, we're driving. And when I say my car, I should clarify here, my mom's car. (laughs) (laughs) Driving my mom's car. And um, uh, I think we had determined that my car was too shitty to drive people to the airport in at the time. And uh, so we're, we're headed to the airport and this comedian says, hey, do you mind if I smoke in your car? And I said, yeah, I do mind if you smoke in my car. Uh, and he says, oh, um, that's too bad. Uh, maybe we could pull over or something. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I, I guess so. I'm willing to. Well, why do you need so badly to smoke in my car? It's like my mom's car, so I can't. Mm-hmm. He says, well, Robin gave me some weed, <laughs> and I want to blaze it. And it's Robin Williams' weed. I got I to gotta use this. We're headed to the airport, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm just not in my mom's car, please. Like, do you want, where do you want me to pull over? Like, you want me to pull over in a park so you can sit in a park bench on our way to the airport? Oh, outdoor poster store. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And uh, he finally goes, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. He's all mad at me. Uh... You know, never mind. He's super pissed at me. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't let you smoke weed in my mom's car. And, uh. We get, we drive and get to the airport and he's like, do you smoke weed? I'm like, no, honestly, I don't. He said, well, I'm going to leave Robin Williams weed in your car and I hope that you find someone who can use it. Hmm. (laughs) Then you just broke it up and put it into separate garbage (laughs) cans. Separate. (laughs) Some separate garbage cans. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I gave it to a friend. I mean, you know, you don't want to waste no. Robin Williams' weed. No, you can't. You can't. If it's celebrity weed, you can't just toss that. Yeah, that's oh. serious stuff. That's got to get smoked. But you know what? It's not my fault that he didn't make a plan to use Robin Williams' weed on the way to the airport. That's not. You're no narc. I'm not I'm not here to narc him, but he can't, he can't smoke weed in my mom's nah, car. I'm not trying to narc anybody. I'm not here to narc anybody, but this no. guy's got to make a plan. Mm-hmm. Got to make a weed plan. Comedian Rick Overton has to make a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Come 
Mahan Greg. <laughs> okay, look, uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. La 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 it's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Alan McLeod. Some call me molasses boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were on it. I heard you. I was just at the airport listening to you on the Doughboys podcast uh-huh. being called molasses boy <laughs> yeah, repeatedly. Yeah. That's where this I've been was outed. the name that your high school football coach gave you? That's right. Yeah. And it's one of those ironic names, like when you call a fat guy slim. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I wish. I guess if it was ironic, it would mean that I was fast, but I was too slow. No. Could mean that you're slow. sour. Oh, uh, isn't it sweet? Molasses is yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, if it's ironic. Oh, I see, that I'm sour? Yeah. yeah well, no, unfortunately, it was just a way to motivate me to go faster off the line. <laughs> <laughs> it Did work. it work? No, it didn't. It just <laughs> shamed me. <laughs> I, w- I would have hated to play high school football because it hurts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would have loved to have played high school, and it's for many people a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to have played high school football to have played it. So you can have, have high school football stories? Yeah, just the rest of my <laughs> life be like, well, you know, like our friend Guy Branham. Mm-hmm. Guy is one of the most uh, hilarious, intellectual, and homosexual people that mm-hmm. I know. Uh, 10 out of 10 in all three categories. And he played high school football. For the rest of his life, he can be like, well, I was on the football team. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. look at you with a certain amount of respect. Yeah, exactly. Even if they don't otherwise. Like, oh, this guy probably could. Well, just like you know, if, if you're an effete liberal elitist like I am. Sure. They, it gives you a dimension. It gives mm, you. An unexpected. Nobody's gets it. I can say to a thousand people. I was on the academic decathlon team, which is true. <laughs> it's not going to give any fullness to people's sure. idea of who I am. Right. It's like when I tell people I've been to prison. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, prison, huh? Jordan, okay. you were homecoming king or something. Uh, yes, ill-gotten, though. But it doesn't matter. Sure. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is, is a say... Is election? Uh, yeah, I've, I've told this story before. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it quick. I, I, I won Homecoming King, but then I found out years later, in the early days of MySpace, that it was uh, rigged as a goof by a guy I knew who worked in the office. The, like, school <sighs> office. Like, wrote my name in enough times to where I won. So but I am, that's a good idea. I am the shamed, uh, oh. ill-gotten... 
No. King of Capistrano Valley High School. <laughs> no, you were the homecoming king, and you. For, it doesn't matter if you if it was ill gotten. Mm-hmm. It gives people's perspective on who mm-hmm. you are some dimension. Yeah. They'll say, "I bet you were some kind of theater dork in high school." Sure. Which, like, let's be honest, Jordan couldn't possibly have been a theater dork. <laughs> in high no, school. no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, so you say, "Well, you know, actually." I was homecoming king. Yeah. And they say, you know what? I'm reevaluating you, Jordan. I'm, I'm seeing you sure. in a new light. Just as if we, you meet molasses boy over here on the street. <laughs> and he says, yeah, I was, you know, I was a lineman on the football team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you say, oh, really? And you're an actor now. <laughs> I there thought I had a, you figured out. There must be a lot to you, Alan McLeod. Mm-hmm. I would say most football players, there's probably a lot less to, to, to them than the academic decathlon. There's so much more that that offers you later, I think. But Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. You know. All my job applications ever since, like if I, here's the thing. If you ever, grass is always greener kind of thing. Sure. If you ever get pulled over by the highway patrol. Mm-hmm. You just give them the secret yeah. academic decathlon signal <laughs> and they let you go. Yeah. It's like a, an Illuminati, but with more sex. <laughs> oh, God. The fucking boning. Mm, in oh. academic mm. decathlon, mm. in between the fifth and sixth events, then later in between the eighth and ninth events. Yum, yum. Oh, man. There's nothing like it. The the You must have just racked up all kinds of babes after that Homecoming King <sighs> incident. I mean. I mean. <laughs> it was a happy accident. I, I right? mean. No. <laughs> I mean, I think if I look at it too close, it's like, oh, he did it because he thought I, it would be funny if I won. <laughs> like, it's like when a you know, like for you, we can all relate. We as a as like like a like having a doughy fella take off his shirt for a comedy right. commercial. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be funny if this man who is uh, not in bad shape, but not in great shape, not ripped, not ripped. What about this 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 yeah, soft man? This soft man. A torpid <laughs> was nude. Yeah, it, it's a little bit like Soft that. Man. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think the guy who rigged it was doing it to be mean, but I do think that uh, he just thought it'd be fun. It'd be fun and funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a cool guy. We went to see the Vandals together. Was he in your top yeah. eight? He, he was not in my MySpace <laughs> top eight. Maybe that's why he he pulled the curtain o- open. Yeah, on the machinations that like, went on at the gonna, office. I'm not going to get that sweet top eight spot. I'm going to let this guy know that his whole life has been a lie. I'm going to do this really cool thing for him. Yeah. But ironically. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we got some calls. Yeah. Something momentous happens to you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener. We ask that you call us at 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Our special hotline number. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very special. Sorry that sentence went so poorly. <laughs> so that's not your personal number or anything? You're not putting that on the airwaves? That's my cellular phone. Oh, wow. The way, it works, the way it works is you call in. I answer my phone. Hello, Jesse speaking. You say, hi, this is a Jordan Jesse Go listener. Mm-hmm. I have a momentous occasion. I say, well, go ahead and tell it to me. They tell me what it is, and mm-hmm. if I like it, I give them the voicemail number that yeah. they can call it's in. It's a to, little to too complicated. The, and then they can—they have told the story once, and then they can make it nice and tight. Get for that dry rundown. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort <laughs> of like sloppy, a segment a first producer. draft. Oh, okay. Yes, I sort of shape the—I shape the narrative and make sure that Jordan's got the right mm-hmm. index cards. And if you want to just text Jesse some bitmojis too, that'll oh, be fun. That'd be mm. fantastic. And dick pics. Sure, all of the mm. above. Use WhatsApp or just a regular messaging thing. Is there a 
bitmoji that has his dick out? Can there I should you, be. Can I ask you a quick, guys, a quick question? Please. Mm. As I know, we know we got to get into more mm. medicine occasions. We're sure. running out of it's time important. here. If you send a sext, mm-hmm. I assume sometimes people sext and it's not in uh, like a messaging program. Right. Like a WhatsApp or whatever. Mm-hmm. I assume sometimes people just send a text that's sex related, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. What happens if you get it? The person gets it and they're like out to dinner and their phone's on the table. I've never sent a sext. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or what if you send and you send and you're going back and forth and everybody knows everybody's in bed. And then a couple of days later, you send a text that says like, you want to go to brunch? Mm-hmm. And the last one was like, oh, I just mm-hmm. here's my splooge. Here's my splooge. Yeah. And uh, they're like, they're like uh, having breakfast with their mom or whatever. Yeah. And they they look and they the mom's like oh you got a text it says uh, want to go to brunch hmm is that a she sees is the that other splooge t- above it yeah uh, well I could, actually I was uh, having a, a group convo about this I found <laughs> that I am uh, I think everyone in the group thought it was unusual that I delete all my text messages uh. I like tidy up that inbox every other day really yeah. I have to do that a lot too, just because I was, you know, if I'm traveling or I was traveling recently and I wanted to take some pictures and I mm-hmm. kept doing the thing that it does in that commercial that's on now where you're like, have this great thing and then it's like, oh, I can't take the picture because all the data or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I have right. to delete all my old, uh, all my old texts. So if you just, but I don't do I just it like I a, sex. I just like anything. a tidy inbox. So I guess I, you know, if you don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Just got to tidy up that inbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I know you want. I, sometimes you want to remember. Happen. Yeah, that must that must happen all the time? I'm sure that happens all the time. Right. And you're just. Uh, so what can I say? I love to have hey, sex. Brunch is uh, ruined. I love pictures of dicks and yep. sex and stuff. Get over it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, you loved dicks once. Yeah, sure. I would. Dad be here. used to send you pictures of his dick. Used to mail them to you. Mail from em. the war. <laughs> Don't judge me. Corporal, draw the dick. (laughs) (laughs) It's the job of a lance corporal. Lance corporal, excuse me. It's where the lance comes from. Lance means dick. (laughs) And his name is also Lance. His name is Lance, yeah. Typically, they're Mm. named Lance. Not without exception. (laughs) Especially during the war, they had a shortage of Lance guys named Lance. (laughs) Lance, Corporal, Lance... (laughs) Corporal. (laughs) (laughs) Reporting for duty, sir. Drop them trows. The job I was named for. (laughs) It was hard for me to go into any other business. (laughs) Okay, let's play our first momentous occasion call. (laughs) Hi, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. My name is Brian. I'm calling from Minnesota. Um, I'm calling with a moment of a momentous occasion, I guess. I uh, I can also moment of shame. Uh, I just got done with my first day of working at uh, Paisley Park, Prince's house, uh, which is pretty mind-blowing and crazy and weird place to be. And um, and I guess the moment of shame part is the uh, the uniform that they have us wear. Um, it is a I don't even know what you'd call it. It's it's like a a long a really long fancy shirt. I don't know. It's a princey looking shirt, man. It's all purple and stuff. So uh, it's pretty pretty fucking awesome. So uh, yeah. That's uh, my moment. Moment is occasion. Love your show, guys. Thanks, bye. Like a caftan, I would imagine. Yeah, is Prince's house kind of like a Dollywood now? Is it a? 
They have opened it up. So he built it to be like a performance venue sometimes, and there's also okay. recording studios in mm-hmm. there. Um, and then there's they've sort of opened it up for a few events uh, since he passed. And he had opened it up for a few events before he passed as well. Uh, his, I think his idea was that, like, if he wanted to do, like, a show, like a secret, he was into mm-hmm. doing secret shows, uh, that way he, he could do it at Paisley Park so that uh, he didn't have to go anywhere mm. to receive the adulation of the fans. <laughs> uh, so he could just be like, I'm doing a show at my house tonight. And, and then 500 people in Minneapolis could come. Then just wow. go to bed. See the show and then go to bed. The mm. amazing thing about Paisley Park if people Google it, like you have this imagination based on what he did to Cedric Sabalos' house that one time uh, about what it's going to be like. Like it literally looks like it used to be a Best Buy. Whoa, okay. Like so it just, just looks like the most generic area. office park hmm. building in the history of the world. A man with unlimited musical imagination hmm. and almost no architectural imagination. <laughs> it's not even purple. Really? I know. Hmm. Well, maybe Prince... Like a theater dork who also played football wanted to have a little dimension. That's a good point. Rest in power, Prince Rogers Nelson. Mm-hmm. Sure. I like to wear the little uniform that's kind of Prince-esque. Yeah, a little, a nice little caftan, nice little caftan. You guys mm-hmm. ever had to wear anything embarrassing for a job? Hmm. I think I have. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, Chippendale's dancer. Oh, That's right, not embarrassing. You look fucking good in that. No, I don't yeah. know. It Jordan, wasn't my color. Jordan, you rocked that shit. I cut it out. You rocked it with your you rocked it with your cock out specifically. Well, you're not supposed to have your cock out. You're supposed to keep it restrained. Yeah, it's, it's like that oh, kind of really? show. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they hmm. want to see the outline of it. Okay. But it's not supposed to come out of the cock sock. Got it. Got it. So. That is not what they told me, but it's possible <laughs> I wasn't with the Iconic Chippendales group. Sure. Oh. You were just in an alley behind a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about Mm -hmm. it. You were the guy named Chip and a guy named Dale. (laughs) Can I ask you? Our friend Lance couldn't make it. (laughs) He's uh, overseas. (laughs) Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and uh, let's say uh, McElroy or maybe a Doughboy. I don't know. Uh, calling it a momentous occasion. <laughs> uh, my momentous occasion is a few weeks ago, I celebrated being cancer-free for five years, and I got really drunk and called in the momentous occasion, only now I just realized I called the wrong number <laughs> and left a voicemail, and I don't know who I called. So whoever <laughs> got that, I'm not sorry. Have a great day, guys. That's cool. Congratulations on five years of living cancer-free. Yeah, That's get amazing. that cancer out of there. Our apologies to Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Although, to be fair, they can use it for their occasional segment, Drunk Dials. Hey, there you go. That's where drunk people oh, call perfect. into their show and leave a voicemail. Oh, that's nice. That's Isn't that sweet? Time. Yeah, that's great. Worked out fantastically. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to go getting drunk and, you know, risking that cancer coming back. The good news is... He was at Applebee's, so if he called into the Doughboys, he's covered. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of podcast options to Got call so if you're drunk. so fucking hammered at that Applebee's. Oof. If it's 911, they can use it for their uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, the 911 Goofs podcast. <laughs> Man, there was a news... The police station by my house, I used to live in the Western Edition in San Francisco, and the police station by my house had an email newsletter uh, that was written by, I guess, a police officer at the station. 
Um, and it was like, it was just a magical treasure. Like it was, it was just a crime blotter, <laughs> but he would use, he would say like the rapscallions absconded <laughs> with in everything, like a crazy giant novelty words in everything. But it was also written like a police officer wrote it, like in that weird policeman talk. <laughs> the odious murderer. <laughs> like it was dastardly murdered. It was truly spectacular. And the day that it mysteriously stopped being like that and turned into a boring crime mm. blotter was one of the saddest days of my life. Mm. But maybe they got took care of all the rapscallions. Yeah, they oh, probably yeah. did handle Sent them off to the Hoosgow. Maybe they took, yeah. At one point, our supervisor tackled someone who had robbed someone. Oh, yeah? Yeah, our, our you know, board of supervisors member, like the city councilman. I'd like to do something like that one day, too. <laughs> Catch a guy. I'd like to be a city councilman. Amazing. That'd be cool. When I worked at Borders Books and Music, again, this is not a bragging show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I did work at Borders Books and Music for a time. Wow. Uh, they trained us. You weren't allowed to touch anyone. Like someone could have, someone could come in and mm-hmm. take all the money out of your cash drawer and call you a, a filthy slur mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. walk out the door. And even like the store detectives, the people who were in charge of stopping them, they would stand in the door and say, stop right there. <laughs> and if they didn't stop... They weren't allowed to touch them, and they would just—you could just walk out the door. Maybe that's why brick-and-mortar bookstores are having such yeah. a hard time. Yeah, it seems they like a weird getting, plan. People are grabbing money and saying slurs. Yeah, can you at least grab a copy of *Withering Heights* and just fling it at his head? <laughs> no, you can't touch them even through He's the saying, magic I'm not of literature. You. you, you know, you can do it as long as it's from the young adult section. Mm. So, yeah. like literature, no. Right, but if you want to, yeah. If you want to throw a twilight, yeah, get a twilight over there. Start hucking. Side, get a twilight up the side of the head. Yeah. That's one of the reasons boy. why YA has become so popular. Mm, mm-hmm. Popular among bookstore because it, they call it that because the guy gets hit in the head when he's robbing place and he's like, yeah, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> we got to rename this, this section. Two zero six. Saying yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably everybody knew that. I don't need yeah, to know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. You're saying 206 984 4FUN is the number. Is the phone number to call. Hmm. Like if you're in a bookstore and you see somebody <laughs> throw a book at a rapscallion. <laughs> what does that rapscallion say again, Alan? Yeah! Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Alan McLeod, back with you. Hey, guess what? <laughs> yes. I am actually, I forgot to mention this about, I mm-hmm. went to the Octonaut show. Mm-hmm. I uh, went to that at the Microsoft Theater here in Los Angeles. Yep. Um, thousands of Octonauts fans there with me. Uh, and um, again, I, and Alan, you were how many leagues under the sea were you? <laughs> to get there? Again, this is a standard theater. And mm. league is a measure of distance, not depth. Oh, how many Fathoms. parsecs? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, am I mixing universes? Here's the point. Yeah. I am now a real live octonaut. Because <sighs> everyone in the stu- stadium was, you know, they're like, oh. Well, everyone who helped with the is, adventure. Is the seventh octonaut here with us? And then the f- lights come up. And you all find out you're the seventh octonaut. Initially, I was just an octonaut cadet. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the show, you graduated. Graduated. And I became a full-fledged octonaut because we saved those three fish. Now, oh. now that you're an octonaut, is, does everyone have to let you lay with their wives after they get married? Yeah, mm. primogeniture, the right of <laughs> sure. primogeniture. <laughs> sure. Is that what that's called? I think that's what that is. Mm. That might be the first. Primo that may be the, the, that may be the, the That's a nice genitor. <laughs> it might just be that your firstborn son becomes king. Yeah. Prima nocta. Oh, that's is what I'm looking nocta. for. Nice prima nocta. nocta. Nice yeah. nocta. I'm acto It's a primo nocta. Oh, yeah. I already fucked Captain Barnacle's daughter. <laughs> oh. That was some nice bear pussy, I'll tell you. If you're looking for underwater bear pussy, you're sure. going to want to fuck Captain Barnacle's daughter. Oh, There's a bear squirt in the woods. No way to know. <laughs> He's deep under the deep under the ocean in the octo lab. Yeah, yeah. I got to check out a new gup, the Gup X. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty exciting. Yep. Uh, but most exciting of all was becoming becoming a, an yeah. octo. I love all that underwater stuff, man. Congratulations. <laughs> He's one of the stars of FXX's You're the Worst. Top 10. Top 10 cast members <laughs> on You're the Worst on FXX. He really is. He's wonderful on the show, and it's a really great show uh, that I really I really enjoy watching. Um, it's a real hoot and a half. Uh, he's also on Drunk History. I see mm-hmm. him on that Drunk History. That's mm-hmm. another fucking great show. Uh, he's not on... It's not on Billy on the Street, which is another show I love. But you I know. did a little writing for Billy on the Street. Well, there you go. Boom. Boom. There you go. <laughs> it's a fucking hat trick. It's a showbiz hat trick. Brian Sonny D. Fernandez on the boards for this week's program. You hear his laughs seeping through that studio window. Uh, Jordan, it's great to be back here with you. A lot Joy. of fun. Thanks for holding things down in my absence. Happy to you do did it. An admirable Happy job. Happy to do it. Uh, alongside some some great comedy pals mm-hmm. last week on the program. Can't help but notice there's still some water, watermelon limeritas in the fridge. Yeah, from the from six months ago. Yeah, those are gross. Good luck unloading those on somebody. <laughs> no Jesus. one wants them. No, too bad. They taste too bad. That's Nobody wants them. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, take them home, McLeod. <laughs> Fill up a knapsack. Give them to Uncle Alan. <laughs> Uncle Larry? Larry. There you go. <laughs> Uncle Larry loves those. It's okay. I had an Uncle, Uncle Larry. Alan, too. Yeah, it's great. Uncle Larry. Did he pass on? Oh, yeah, he passed on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's really... It was like a great uncle. It wasn't a surprise. We should mention that the astronaut who wrote that mouse book turned out to have gone through some real tragedies, some real awful public <laughs> tragedies, and I feel really bad, and I honestly wish that Brian had not Googled it. Mm. In between segments, some real... I, I apologize to you, astronaut who wrote that mouse dronaut book Mm -hmm. you're just trying to help kids learn about science and mice and he's one of the top astronauts he's He's a great i bet this guy's a fucking fantastic astronaut there's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that top 10 at least he's one of the top 10 on you're the worst (laughs) top 10 astronaut (laughs) cast members on you're the worst (laughs) 
Uh, hashtag at JJ Go on Twitter. Go to MaximumFun.reddit.com and the Maximum Fun group on Facebook to chat about it. Both of those are very fun, welcoming places. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris. Alan, I bet you're on uh, Twitter. What at, are you looking at? At Alan McLeod. That's an M-C-L-E-O-U-D? A-L-L-A-N-M-C-L-E-O-D. You were close. Okay. Yeah. I, I, thanks so much for I having me. I did okay. I did my best. You well, did. It was you a, were rare, yeah. It was a joy to have you here. Thank you uh, very much for participating in the program. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.